Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Wednesday, August 17th, I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're talking about conservation easements. These are poorly understood and rarely used asset type. My friend Tom Wheelwright, he's an accountant, is fond of saying that the tax code should be viewed as a series of incentives. That portion of the tax code that extracts money from businesses, employees, and the population at large can actually be described in a very small number of pages. The thousands of other pages enshrined in the legislation can be thought of as a series of incentives. Conservation easements are one such incentive. The idea is that governments like to see land protected in its natural form. That can be sometimes done through zoning, but zoning is not perpetual. Zoning can be changed. If you truly want to preserve land for ecological purposes and perpetuity, then you need a land use mechanism that is much stronger than zoning. Enter the conservation easement. On the conservation easement, land is donated in perpetuity to conservation through a land trust. Governments have various tax incentives for these depending on the jurisdiction. In the U.S., the IRS allows for tax deduction equivalent to the value of the land at its highest and best use. But before you consider donating your high-rise downtown acreage to conservation, you have to pass the test as to whether the land has value as conservation land. If the property was previously developed, chances are it will never be suitable for conservation. But if you have acreage that is slated for development, and a portion of it backs on, say, wetlands, then you might have an area that is suitable for conservation. Rather than developing all of the land, you might consider reducing the size of your development and donating a portion of those lands to conservation. So let's imagine the land is worth 200,000 an acre's development land. Then theoretically, the IRS would approve a tax deduction equivalent to the value of the land at its highest and best use if that land was donated to conservation. Land trusts accept easements on property with the appropriate conservation values, and they monitor and enforce the legal restrictions on the property in perpetuity. The landowner will continue to own the land and may use the land for various purposes that don't impair the conservation value of the property. The landowner might even sell or pass the land on to their next of kin, to their heirs. But again, the conservation easement must give the land trust the right and the power to permanently restrict uses on that land to those uses that are allowed by the easement. There are four conservation values that the Congress has allowed as a basis for the deduction. They are the preservation of the land for outdoor recreation by or education of the general public. Number two, they're looking for similar ecosystems. Number three, preservation of open space, including farmland and forest land for the scenic enjoyment of the public or preservation of open space pursuant to a clearly defined governmental conservation policy provided that policy is going to yield a significant benefit to the public. And then number four, the preservation of a historically important land area or certified historic structure. So then the question becomes, how do you actually value a conservation easement? The amount of charitable deduction available for donation is the fair market value of the property donated. In the case of a conservation easement, the donation involves a landowner placing restrictions on the land that they're going to continue to own after the donation, and the land trust receives the right to enforce those restrictions. So let's look at an example. Let's say that Mr. Jones owns a 100 acre of ecologically important undeveloped land. It's feasible and reasonable that Mr. Jones could develop that land into a residential community. And if so, then the fair market value of that land at its highest and best use might be, let's say, $10 million. But Mr. Jones wants to donate to Land Trust a conservation easement over the land, which will eliminate any development potential for the land after those restrictions are in place, 
and at that point the land might be only worth say one million dollars. Assuming Mr. Jones meets all of the technical requirements to donate to conservation easements, Mr. Jones would be entitled to a nine million dollar deduction. That is the value of the land at its highest and best use minus the value of the land with those restrictions in place. But I want to emphasize these rules are very complex and you definitely need to get a tax advisor who specializes in conservation easements to help you with structuring the donation. The last thing you want is for the tax deduction to be invalidated after the fact because somehow you didn't follow the rules to the letter. Now we ourselves are involved in a sizable project that contains a green belt that would ultimately be a candidate for donation to conservation. The surrounding lands would be rezoned for residential, commercial, industrial, and a number of public uses, including roads and schools and municipal infrastructure, police and fire. If you're considering doing large-scale land development, this might be something for you to consider to look at those lands that you may not be able to develop in a practical sense and maximize the value by donating them to conservation. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.